This is Shifting Our Schools episode... Wait, this isn't an episode. This is a little bonus edition of a reflection of the Google I.O. 2018 keynote. Listen up, educators. Are you looking to take your classroom to the next level? The technological shift in education is happening right now. If you're looking to integrate technology into your classroom, you're in the right place. Welcome to Shifting Our Schools with your host, Jeff Udick. So it's that time of year again, the time I'm constantly looking forward to where uh, Google and Microsoft and Apple all have their developers conference. And for as long as I can remember, I've always uh, looked forward to this day. I even when I was my last school I worked at, or the last two schools I worked at, both in Shanghai American School at, and at the International School of Bangkok, I would, as the tech person, wait up all night because, of course, timing wise, the keynote was like at 1 a.m. And I would stay up to watch the keynote. And then all of the staff would wake up the next morning to a reflection about the latest things that those companies had released. And it became the thing uh, at the last couple of schools. And I've taken that now into even our own company, Dura Learning. And now that I'm podcasting again, I thought this is perfect. So the keynote's only been over about an hour as I've given my t- myself time to reflect. And I just wanted to have an episode where I kind of go through for my own my own peace of mind and for you on just what am I thinking about? And a lot of people I think don't pay that close attention, especially in education to these developer conferences. And they are true geek moments where these companies basically tell us what they are focused on in the near future and beyond. And if our job in education is to prepare kids for their future and not our past, we need to find a way to pay attention to the things that these companies have coming on the horizon. And so that's what today's conference was about. So Google I.O. is a three-day developer conference held down in San Francisco. And the keynote, much like a keynote at any other conference, is all about setting the stage for what that conference is going to be about and what is their focus for the near and far future. And so I just wanted to kind of break it down for you. I'm sure you've probably, if you want to, you can Google all kinds of stuff that was said, but I'm going to try to bring this and what does this mean to us in education and to us as educators. So the first thing that they started the keynote off with was everything that is doing with artificial intelligence, this thing known as AI. And they laid the the groundwork sorry, for a future that is AI driven and some of the incredible breakthroughs that have already happened. And the thing I love about this is when you listen to some of these keynotes, there are stories of how technology is changing everyday lives for humans. We're not talking about the far flung, you know, one off story. We're talking about some incredible stories. They shared a story uh, about medicine and how in India now, where they have very few trained doctors, they actually have created a device that uh, will take an eye scan and can actually tell you way more than any device or doctor could prior to creating the scan. And the scan works on artificial intelligence. It can scan the eye and then automatically give you a readout. But what they also found is that it could determine just by scanning your eye, they could determine sex, they could determine age, they could determine six or seven other factors. They could tell if you were a smoker, if you had smoked marijuana. There are all kinds of incredible things that you get just off an eye scan. And it's the artificial intelligence that's running behind the scenes that's analyzing that data as it comes in. And then knowing what we know in the scientific world, being
being able to bring that data to the forefront. We know that the world runs on data, and the more data we have, the more decisions we get to make. And to me, not that that was ever said during the keynote, it was definitely a theme that came out to me. And the question that I kept coming back to is, how are we preparing the next generation to be able to make decisions based on the data that they have available to them? Where are we teaching decision-making skills based on the data that we have? The second thing AI uh, they talked about was the ability for access, about how much access there is becoming around the world, all the different phones that are out there and doing things for you. They're really focused on making AI work for the everyday person. And some of the things they showed, especially around voice, we know voice is uh, taking off. There was a whole, about a 20 minute section on Google Assistant. They also went into the photo app. You know, we talk about, and I've said on the podcast a couple times, I now buy my phones thinking about the camera, not the phone. Right? Every, every phone does the same thing. The camera is what is starting to stand out in these devices. So they were even showing now on Android phones in the next update, which is P, which I've already downloaded the beta for, it, uh, there, you now can actually take a picture of a document and it will instantly turn it into a PDF. It will take black and white photos and turn them into color. And at the same time, with a tap of a button, you can take a picture of your child and then blur out the background to make even more of an effect with your photos, all within the camera app. Taking photos is going very quickly away from analog into what we can do digitally to these. Again, they focus about 20 minutes on Google Assistant. And to me, there's so much going on in this field right now. So the first couple things they announced with Google Assistant, that is the assistant that is built into your phones, it's built into your devices, it's in your Google Home. They talked about they have new voices coming out and new languages. So there are six new voices that will be coming out uh, in the next update, along with some new languages that they've added. They're continuing, uh, I'm trying to read my notes here. The continued conversation, uh, they are releasing a continued conversation feature. Oh, that's right. Where you just say, hey, Google once, and then carry on a conversation with the assistant. And they showed it on, on stage, and it is becoming so seamless. So basically, you say, hey, G, to wake up your device. And then you can have a conversation. You can ask it multiple things. It will do multiple things for you. One of the features, and you're going to be seeing this all over the web, is it will now make phone calls for you, set up an appointment for you, and the person on the other end of the line doesn't know they're talking to your Google Assistant. If you get a chance to look for some of those, I'll see if I can find a good example of what they showed at the keynote uh, for the uh, show notes. But that, to me... Is just like, I keep thinking about why I want to hire a personal assistant, but why am I hiring a personal assistant nowadays when I just talk to my phone and it can create appointments for me? It reminds me of where to go. It can now make, so the examples they showed is it made a hair appointment. Uh, it also made a dinner appointment and in some really interesting, interesting ways, just some incredible stuff that is going on there called continuing conversations. They also showed how you can do multiple actions at once. They're instrumenting, and this is cool for education because this is a debate we've been having. There's a new mode that you'll be able to turn on called Pretty Please. And basically what it is, is it's a feature where you have to ask your assistant please and thank you in order for it to get to do something. So this is really coming from the parent community where we are... Uh, there was a lot of kickback around kids not talking to their devices appropriately. 
And we were really worried that kids were going to grow up not saying please and thank you when you're talking to a device. And so they've built in this feature that parents will be able to turn on or anyone will be able to turn on to say please and thank you. I know my wife, being a school counselor, is very much into saying please and thank you. And we will definitely have that turned on our device here at our home, our Google Home, for sure. So that's an interesting one because it goes into some other stuff that they were talking about a little bit later. Their, their idea is to have an assistant everywhere you want it and on every device. An assistant made for phone, uh, the assistant made phone calls for you. So they're really, they're, again, you're going to be able to talk to everything in the near future. What does that mean for raising kids? What does that mean for education when you're constantly interacting with your surroundings? And how are we preparing kids for that future? They then went into a really interesting, again, underlie. So there are two, for me, there are two big underlying themes to the keynote. One was data runs our world. The other one was digital well-being. And they started talking about it with the assistant. It got talked about in all of the Android, new Android updates. They got, they talked about it in Google news. And really what we're looking at is I just, this I don't know. We're we're to a point where we can't control ourselves, so we're asking companies to control our digital lives for us. They even on stage talked about that when they surveyed people, 70% of people wanted companies like Google to help them with their digital lives. That, to me, is very fascinating that we have gotten to a point where people feel like they can't control their own bells and whistles that we're asking companies to please take over the control of the devices for us. So some of the things they talked about is you can tell your phone, if you have an Android phone, you can say, I want to go to bed at 10 o'clock. And at 10 o'clock, instead of sitting in bed, scrolling through your phone, it actually turns everything black and white to shut down the brain because we know that blue light keeps the brain awake. They talked about that when you flip your phone over on the table, so if you're out at dinner or lunch with a friend and you flip your phone over upside down, that gesture will automatically turn everything to silent because we can't handle not picking up the phone when it buzzes or dings and being digitally distracted. They are going to build into their systems ways for us to be more polite by saying please and thank you and ways for uh, us to have information and make decisions on it. Another one of the things they mentioned was that on YouTube, if you are binge watching YouTube after, let's say, an hour of watching, it will actually pause the video and tell you to take a break. We've gotten to a point where we're asking these companies to tell us to get off our devices. Where are we helping this next generation as young as possible start to think about this idea of digital well-being and help to make those decisions for themselves and not relying on companies like Google and Apple and Samsung and everyone else to have to put their resources into helping us disconnect. That was a fascinating theme for me for 2018 on this idea of digital well-being. They talked about turning FOMO into JOMO, which is turning the fear of missing out into the joy of missing out. And that's just, I, I, it's so fascinating that we've gotten to this point. You know, it was only a couple years ago we were trying to get everybody connected. And now that everybody's connected, we're trying to find ways to disconnect. And this isn't a generational thing. Let me repeat that. This isn't generational. This is social. 
This is society. This is the way the world is running. And we all need to think about how are we teaching digital well-being? I love that phrase. I think we need to adopt that. What is the strategies we're helping kids with in being a digital human? And I don't think we're there yet. I don't think we're talking about these. And we need to, because this generation is connected. They're going to be connected. But we need to also make sure that they understand how to be human beings as well as digital beings at the same time. A couple of other updates from the keynote is Google News. You know, it was a fascinating where we are in today's world with this idea of fake news. So Google News is updating its app to bring you more relevant news. And how crazy is it that the time that we live in, that Google News, the app Google News makes a keynote? That to me was just an interesting thing, like this little app that's been around forever. I didn't know this though. I didn't know that um, Google News was actually a 20% project that came after 9-11. So after 9-11, one of the engineers who they get 20% of their time to work on a passion project, after 9-11 wanted to get different ideas about what happened from around the world. And so he created Google News to be able to get different sources on the same topic. And now they are reamping that. They're adding in uh, artificial intelligence. They're adding in the AI. They're adding in machine learning. And now it's going to be an incredibly new app. If you don't have Google News downloaded and installed on your phone, I highly recommend it. It's on both iOS and Android. And those updates are going to be coming out within the month. So just some other ways that they are trying to uh, help us find good news and find different points of view for all of us to, to learn from. They spend about 20 minutes talking about the new Android. Uh, so Android P, which I've downloaded the beta installed. I'm so excited. First time outside the conference, <clears throat> geeky people like me can download the uh, beta and it's already installed on my phone. But they really talked about this next operating system is focused on three, th- three things, intelligence, Uh, simplicity and well-being. So again, we come back to this theme of well-being. So intelligence, they talked about that there's now an adaptive battery system involved that will actually uh, turn on and off apps in the background based on what they believe you're going to use next. There's an app prediction. And so based on what apps you use daily, it will predict what apps you want and prepare those apps ahead of time and shut those apps down for when you don't need them. They talked about just simplifying things, everything from how do you turn down your ringer to an Android P, there's only one button at the bottom. So if you're an Android user, you might remember that there were three buttons at the bottom. There's a home button, a back button, and a next button, basically. And uh, they're now just going to have one button. And it's not a digital button. It's not a physical button like a lot of uh, Apple devices had. Uh, It's just one like little slider button. So that those were some of the updates. They again talked about well-being. Uh, that's where they brought up that 70% of the people that they um, interviewed said they wanted help with digital balance. They've also built in now with Android P, you get a digital dashboard that tells you how you spend your time on your phone. So you're going to have a dashboard if you have this Android, the new operating system of Android, where it will tell you how much time you spent in your email, how much time you spent in any given app, how many YouTube videos you've watched. And again, giving you the data to help make decisions about when is it best time to disconnect for you. And there is this whole theme about us helping you disconnect, which I think is so fascinating coming from a tech company and where we're at. We can't do it ourselves, so we're having companies do it for us. The uh, keynote ended with two kind of um, 
really amazing announcements. One is Google Maps. And for those of you that know me, I love Maps. I am a Map Geek. I didn't realize I was a Map Geek, geek but uh, it's one of my favorite presentations to give all about using Google Maps with kids. Uh, and so th- all of the updates coming to Google Maps, uh, Maps will continue to be better. Uh, it's all about you and what you want. So again, they're going to put you in this bubble. They know that you're going to make reservations. They know the last time you went out with your friends, you went to Thai food. So this time they're going to actually suggest that you go somewhere else and not always go back to the same restaurant. Again, it will help you, um, uh, with reviews. Uh, you can now even pick six restaurants, share them with your friends and your friends can upvote them or downvote them, uh, before you make reservation plans. And of course, when you go to make reservation plans, your phone will just call and make those reservations for you. Uh, let's see what else can you do? Uh, there's a whole AR element. And so what they're adding into it now in Google maps is if you've ever opened up Google maps and it takes a second for the, for your phone to know which way you're walking, they've now added uh, artificial or, um, AR, uh, something reality. This augmented reality. There it is. Um, they've added augmented reality into Google Maps as well, where you can hold your phone up and it'll actually have arrows telling you which way to go. They'll actually help you with signs that you're seeing through the lens of your camera into Google Maps. So again, here's where we're seeing augmented reality starting to be integrated deeper and deeper into our lives. This happens to be in Maps. And then, of course, they wrapped the time up. This was a fascinating uh, development. They wrapped the, time, uh, the, the keynote up talking about Waymo, which is the self-driving car division of Google. And they will be launching next month in the city of Phoenix here in the, in the United States, in Phoenix, Arizona, that Waymo will run like an Uber. And you can download the Waymo app and you can call a car that drives itself. And we are getting to a place where cars are going to drive themselves. I'm just thinking about this. You know, my wife just bought a new car uh, to haul stuff around, and she upgraded from a car to a SUV. She got a Honda CRX and um, or CRV, sorry, Honda CRV. And I might be. I'm thinking, you know, after watching the keynote, it might be the last car we buy. You know, we get to a place where cars are zipping around, driving themselves. Uh, it's incredible. And some of the stories they were showing and the technology behind what they're working on of how they're dealing with snowstorms and how they're dealing with ice. And you think that these things are better than we are at driving automobiles. At the end of it, you can't help but feel what the future looks like from Google's point of view. It's everything is about uh, artificial intelligence and doing something with data. We need to help kids and prepare kids for a data, a world filled of data, overwhelming data, and how to make sense of the data that we're given. The other underlying theme for me with this idea of digital well-being, how are we making sure that we're using technology appropriately, that we're being able to analyze our Google News Feed to get a rounded view of any given topic, that we make sure that we are turning it off and using it appropriately. That is what the future is for our students. Where are we taking any of this and adding it to our classrooms to help them? How do we help them deal with the data that we have available? How do we help them analyze to make decisions? And how do we help them make sure that their digital lives are imbalanced imbalanced with their physical lives? That's it for this bonus episode. Uh, as always, please, I'd love to hear your feedback. Hashtag SOS podcast. Leave a comment on the show notes here uh, on the blog as well. For me, I've spent three hours now on the internet for today, and it is a beautiful 72 degrees outside. So I'm taking my own advice 
and I'm headed outside to go spend some time uh, in the yard. So until next time, we'll see you on the network. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Shifting Our Schools with your host, Jeff Udick. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit sospodcast.org, facebook.com slash Jeff Udick, and on Twitter at judick. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe, and we'll catch you next time on Shifting Our Schools.